Logan. And I'm Dustin. And welcome to One and Done. This is a new kind of side series we're going to be doing, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Um, we're trying out where we're going to be talking about television shows that only lasted for one season, and we're only going to talk about it for the length of time it takes us to drink one beer. Hence, one and done. Huh? Yes. Pretty clever, right? Twelve fluid ounces. Twelve fluid ounces of beer. I mean, hopefully. I mean, you know me. I don't know. If, frankly, maybe I'll make, I'm going to set the precedent now. <laughs> If it's not 12 fluid ounces, we won't do it on one and done. Oh, my. But, yeah, so the idea behind this is we're going to be talking about TV shows that uh, only last for one season and were either canceled or not renewed. We're still not sure how we're going to handle, like, limited series shows. We've yet to really fully decide. But for sure, we already got a list of canceled shows, shows that only made it one season and then were discontinued, and we're going to talk about them. Yeah. Mainly, why they worked, why they didn't work. Why they worked, but yeah, why they got canceled, maybe, uh, you know, why they should have kept going, why they deserve to get canceled, you know? Yeah, they're not, they're, I think there'll be more of those than not. <laughs> this thing, they're not all going to be classics where we're going to be like, this should have been renewed. There's going to be some we're going to watch and be like, nah, this one could die. Uh, so, like, don't worry, it's not just going to be all your, the, the, the ones people started, you know, fan, uh, you know, letter writing <laughs> campaigns for. Um, but let's dig right into it. This first one, we're going to be talking about Lovecraft Country, which was just officially canceled a couple weeks ago, I want to say. Yeah, I think I saw the article a couple weeks ago. We are recording this on Wednesday, July 14th. Um, the show was just, I think it was like the start of July is when they're like, officially, we're not bringing this back for a second season. Yes. But, but why also, is that date so important? That, that date is important because yesterday, the 13th, is when Lovecraft Country just got nominated for 18 Emmy Awards, so we're not 100% uncertain it won't get renewed. Yes, uh, so we, wanted just, to, we wanted to sneak this one in. In fact, let me. I'm going to check the news real quick. I've been checking all day just to make sure. That would be something. If it got renewed, it got renewed during, during this show. I've, uh, I'm seeing no new article saying anything about the show. Except for except for all the same stuff, so I think we're still good. I think we're this safe is, to continue. This is still technically a one and done, um, but it may not be because also, what will make this show a little hard to do is nothing stays fucking dead anymore, like at all. Because even a, a, a surefire, I thought that's a great one season show is Clone High. They're bringing it back for like fucking Peacock or whatever. Yes. You know? so it's um, like all these TV shows are much like comic book characters. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. That's kind of what just what TV is now. It's what our generation has made nostalgia. Uh, just means nothing can ever be what it is and die. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Lovecraft Country. But first, we need to crack open our beer. Uh, this is actually a beer we've never had. Um, I've never heard of it. I, I never had either until it was placed in my hand by my younger brother, who uh, lives in Wisconsin. And uh, he said this is a local brewery um, in, what town is it again? In uh, Verona, Wisconsin, from, from Wisconsin Brewing Company. So... This can is the most Wisconsin thing I've ever it's seen. Got, it's by the got way. a real yeah, because not just the like you know the, the visit Wisconsin font kind of on it, but then also there's just some guy there. <laughs> there's just a guy. Well, and then like their logo, it's like a keg with a on top of a bottle cap and it's oh, spinning I did, around. I didn't even look at that. That looks great. It's it's wonderful. Is that a spaceship in the background? Yeah, those are those are like Jetson spaceships. Because what I was just thinking about that keg thing is it kind of looks like a, 
you know, like World's Fairs of like the 50s and 60s of yes. like, you know, vehicles no. of tomorrow. And it's like that. And then you look back at them now and you're like, no one would ever fucking drive that ever. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, from Wisconsin Brewing Company. This is called Lake Louie or Lake Louie Brewing. What's going on here? Brewed and packaged by Wisconsin Brewing Company, Verona, Wisconsin. But then this says Lake Louie Brewing. The Warped Speed Scotch Ale. I'm not sure who's in charge here. Is Lake Louie Brewing a a sub brewery of Wisconsin Brewing Company? So it's Lake Louie Brewing, founded by Tom Porter, I, and it's a Scotch Ale. What the fuck is going on? A lot's going on here. A lot is going on here. Uh, let's see on the side here. It says Warp Speed is brewed in the classic Scotch ale style and has a deep reddish brown color, full of body, sweetness, and flavor. This one is for the quote beer drinker. Oh, sorry, the I I mixed it up. It's even worse than I thought. Uh, the quote big beer <laughs> drinker among us. Big beers in quotes. Uh, six point nine ABV. Okay. 24 IBUs, and it says they're in big, big font at the bottom. 12 fluid ounces. It's like they knew that you were checking out. They knew I cared. Uh, Smuggled out of the backwoods, it says here on the side. I don't. (laughs) They're not wrong about that. Is this legal? Are we not supposed to have this? We might get in some trouble. Did Landon do me dirty? Uh, Established in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Uh, Conan just ended. He did. That's for a couple of nerds. That's was, that was the Conan. They used to do that bit in the year 2000. Remember? Uh, nope. Anyway, well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Lovecraft Country. But first, let's open up our beers. Ooh, that was a nice, crisp open. Yes, this beer cracks okay. nice. Okay, okay. Lake Louie cracks. All right. Hey. That's nice. It's... I like that. It's like it says. It's not, it tastes very traditional to the Scotch Ale. Yeah. Some of the, the modern ones have a lot more caramel in them. Yeah. I'm taking another sip. I know the whole point is that the second we are done with these beers, the one and done ends. That's what it is. One and so done. It could abruptly be over. It could, yeah. Or if we feel like we're doing a bad job, we're just going to slam them. You're going to hear some gulping sounds, and then the episode is over. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's an insanely well-made beer. Yeah. For what you would, you know, you look at the can, you're kind of like, all right, what do we got going on in the backwoods of Wisconsin? But, but I mean, yeah, they sell it with that. I like the design, though. I like the, the it's kind of simple. It's got that kind of postcard like font to it. Of, yeah. You know, you know, come to Lake Louis. Well, they have a, know. they have a theme and they're sticking to it. They do. I mean, it's a little with like the the world of tomorrow keg here. What does it say on it? Take me to your brewer. So like they're they're working in some sort of alien theme here that is not really represented on the rest of the can. It's just these couple inches right they here. They really, they, they tried to sneak it in there. Are space-themed, which I, I kind of like, because, again, it's got that World's Fair kind of vibe to it of, like, the shitty Jetsons car. And it's, no, it feels know. like it's from the 50s, but, yes. But I feel like that has to be, then, that has to be the theme of the can. Yes. Not just like, I'm Tom Porter. Thanks for drinking my beer in spaceships. <laughs> like, like As you turn it, a couple different things happen here. And then there's a lure, too, on there, which I understand it's Lake Louie. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. also doesn't really fit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and the smuggled out of the backwoods thing is underneath the spaceship. Or, you know, the, 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 the space kick. <laughs> 
the space keg citadel or whatever's going on here. So, uh, but I think the can looks nice. Just once you once you really look at it, uh, <laughs> once you really digest all the information. Yeah, when you really break it down uh, piece by piece, uh, it becomes disjointed. Speaking of disjointed, look at that fucking segue, Dustin. Nice. Um, that's only one of the feelings we have about the show we're discussing today, Lovecraft Country. So, Lovecraft Country, it debuted last fall? Yeah, it was like October, I yeah. want to say, of 2020, and was kind of a runaway hit. Yeah, they they cut the trailer really well. I remember seeing it and getting really excited about right. watching the show. Yeah, um, and the show was successful i think i was even reading about today and it was like the final episode was their like most watched of the year on hbo of like a new episode of something like like it it performed well it wasn't an underwatched show um i believe they said their reason for canceling it was because it's based on a book and i guess and like the series appears to have followed the book pretty closely and i think they just decided that they were out of like uh um What's the word I'm thinking? Source material. Source material. Thank you. They were out of that. And I had also read a quote that HBO didn't like have faith in how the showrunners thought they were going to extend it, which, I don't know, maybe they've gotten a little gun shy since the old Game of Thrones, maybe? <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> of, of showrunners just being like, nah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, and I thought I had read pretty early on that this was going to be a one-season thing, they thought. See, I'd never heard that, but I could buy it, though. Because it feels like it does wraps up, you know. Yeah. Uh, not uh, and we're gonna try our best to not like spoil the show if you've not watched it yet. Because no, I because there's a lot of uh, mystery unraveled in, in the show. Exactly, a lot of mystery, a lot of suspense, a lot of the fuck is gonna happen next. I had a lot of that. Yes. Um So we're gonna kind of share as as I don't know as broad of thoughts, and if we get specific, we're gonna still keep it pretty vague. We're that's our attempt. I know normally we do like. A here's, breakdown, but here's every single yeah. <laughs> fucking moment of a movie. But this, we're gonna try and not do. That. No, because I want people to watch this, and it's new. And I do. We talked about this before we came down here uh, and started recording. I have a feeling it's gonna get renewed. If not this year, I wonder if it's gonna get picked back up at some point. Yes, if I not by HBO, maybe somebody will. Maybe somebody else. But I could even see because, like we said just yesterday, they were nominated for 18 Emmy awards. Uh, like everyone in the cast is nominated. It's up for best drama, a bunch of tech awards. I it may, I'm pretty sure it's gonna win a, a lot. It's of gonna them. win a few. I think it's leading in nominations for shows, possibly. Hamilton had a lot as a TV movie. I'm trying to think what else got a bunch. I was looking at him. That fucking um. Ted Lasso got uh, a bunch for comedy. Yeah, that's like that. t- I haven't watched it yet, so I, I can't. It. It's on Apple TV. Fucking plus, like I can't. I can't have a subscription to every <laughs> goddamn thing. I just can't. And I feel bad because I hear the show's good, and I want to check it out, and I like Jason Sudeikis. But I and speaking of of Game of Thrones, the lady in it, the tall blonde lady who's like his kind of. Oh yeah, that's the shame lady from uh, from Game of Thrones. The one who's like shame. Oh yeah, shame. She ringing the bell. Shame. Yeah, it's we in her contract. She has to have a bell in fucking everything she does now. No. <laughs> anyway, that's not about Lovecraft Country. It's not. This is gonna Already be off track. Be, this is gonna end up being an hour and a half still. I know. <laughs> we want these to be shorter. Sorry, it's my fault. Um, I guess give me your. Let's just do like base reviews of Lovecraft Country. You, you go. Um, I really enjoyed the cliffhangers. They did a really good job. Mm. 
at leaving me on the edge and wondering what is going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. The Some of the storylines get a little wonky and kind of drift a bit. Agreed. They're still fun, mm-hmm. but they don't really tie into the main story a whole ton. Yeah. Which is fine, but... The show does an interesting thing where it's telling this, you know, overall story. You know, each episode is about this overall story, but also within each episode is this almost kind of like mystery of the week element and kind of monster of the week, you know, and and each character kind of gets their own thing, which is actually it's 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 hard a little bit because like when I was watching, I'm like, that's one of the strengths of the show. But I think one of the things that also makes it feel disjointed. At times, yes, where the show like doesn't feel like it all flows, but also I love that they took the time to like, oh, we're just gonna do this this week. Yeah, there's strange time jumps too. There is. I don't want to get into too deeply, but it's just like, yeah, it's like a part of the storyline wraps up, and we're just we're just in a new one, and you're almost like, when is this taking place? And there are moments. You're right with the time jumps too. Like, and this isn't giving anything away, but there's moments where someone just says like, ah, you haven't said anything in two weeks, and it's like, oh, we, oh, okay, it's been two weeks now. Okay. You know, it's like that kind of stuff where yeah. it's like, oh, we're just gonna, we're pretending because it's hard to it's hard to tell how much time has actually passed in. No, in this. They, they don't really. They're, they're not, not super very clear it. on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cast is amazing though. The the cast, everyone's fucking great in it. Yeah. Everyone's so good in it. Um, I didn't bring up the cast. Uh, but the the lead guy, I'll bring it up. John Ma- John, John Majors Majors. Ooh, I think you might be right, my friend. Which I he got cast into the MCU, so I'm excited. To oh, see did he? he? Be playing. Yes. What is, who's he playing? I think it's supposed to be Kang the Conqueror. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Look at you, um, Jonathan Majors. Uh, Journey Smollett. Do you recognize her? I recognize the name. Do you know what she's from? Uh, she did like a sitcom with all the other Smollett's. I think isn't she Jesse Smollett's sister? Dude, she's from Full House. She's Denise, Michelle's best friend. Oh, is she on that? Okay. Because I know of her as part of like the whole Smollett clan. Right. Um, I know only people don't think of that name and they think of Jesse Smollett and that whole story. But they were a family of like like seven actor kids. And they were on a sitcom that was part of, it was actually a one season. It was a one and done. We Uh-oh. can maybe find it. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a, a TGIF show. It was called On Our Own. And it's like the the seven of them, and then they get like adopted by by a guy who is then pretending to be a woman who's watching them. It was like a full house meets bosom buddies. It was like too many concepts all mushed together. All right, we're probably gonna have to check that one out. But I just I remembered that show uh, from talking about it uh, on my old podcast at VSBS because we did a whole TGIF thing. And I was like, I've never heard of this. And they all have, and all the Smollett's, they all have J names. So that's Jesse Smollett. It's Jesse Smollett, Journey Smollett, Jazz Smollett, Jacquees Smollett, Jake Smollett, and JoJo Smollett. So that's when I saw her name. I'm just like, oh, she's one of the Smollett's. Um, probably trying to distance herself from Jesse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. From the, yes. the stuff he did. Um, but, and then Michael K. Williams, uh, who plays the dad, Montrose, and he's, you didn't really watch The Wire, but he's Omar from The Wire. Okay. Um, that was like his big breakout, and that's like such an amazing character. He's been in a lot of HBO stuff because he he was in um, Boardwalk Empire. He's one of those guys that HBO just, just brings really in all the time because like yeah. he rules. Yeah. Um, Courtney B. Vance has a couple episodes in it. That's the the uncle. Yes, I he's really great. I've I always liked that him. Character a lot. Yeah. 
Um, no, everyone's fantastic in it. Uh, and and okay, off of the disjointed stuff, that's kind of the first half of the season, I would say. The first episode, I think, was like flawless. The first episode had me hooked. Yeah, and they, the, they killed that one. It I'm, really, really draws you in. You're like, I, I have to see really what happens draws you next. in because the, the the premise is it takes place in the 50s um, in Chicago, and all the main characters are black. So even though there's this like sci-fi fantasy horror element to it, always underneath that is there are certain places that if we go, we might just get lynched because we're black. Like, it's it's this great way to have this like real world and fantasy world tension. You know what I mean? Yes. Because in that first episode, one of the most, like, and it's honestly one of the most tense parts of the whole season is them having this slow speed chase to get to a state line. Because then they'll. The sundown. Yeah. Just the, the, yeah, the sundown county where it's like, oh, once sundown, if you're black and you're out, you'll basically just be lynched. Like, it's illegal to be out at night, you know, however it fucking worked back then, whatever, yeah. whatever horrible, insane things. Um, but it's just a, it's a slow speed chase to make sure they get across the county line, and it's like it's so tense, and it's just them driving at like thirty miles yeah, per hour. They can't speed, or they'll be pulled <laughs> oh, over. They'll definitely so get pulled over, and then they'll definitely be lynched. It's it, it's a this show utilizes that premise and time really really well without it feeling I don't know without it, without without it feeling either gross or exploitative or just lame i feel weird saying it you know some shows do it where it's like this is really just well, our excuse to just yeah, maybe have not, some slurs put in the show thrown it in your <laughs> face but they're really showing you well it's, it's, not, it's so important to the storyline but yeah it's it, it's it, it's well, not it's, the storyline yes it's not the storyline but it's it's so incredibly important and it it constantly it's part of the tension of of all the plot and that's what makes it really work is that they kind of use, and I know we're not necessarily the the best guys to be talking about the, you know, the racial aspect of this show. Um, but I found that really well done. Cause we were just talking about that, how there's, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a point where they bring it. There's like historical things they bring in, like they bring in Emmett Till and they bring in the, the Tulsa massacre. And I'm more, every time they would introduce one of those things, I would get worried to be like, oh no, is this going to feel like exploitative? Is it, is it going to be like Tarantino with like Sharon Tate? You know what I mean? Right. Whereas like, it's going to feel that way. I'm like, oh, what? You didn't have to make it be that. That just feels gross. It feels like you're just exploiting a thing of like, oh, we know this to just fuck with us. And instead, this show does use it really well to, to just set like the groundwork for, um, a plot and a, I guess, a feeling and an experience. And what I love too about all those, those plots, even though they're, they're large, like kind of civil rights, you know, uh, uh, moments in history, like moments that led to, you know, fighting for civil rights, stuff like that. But also, like, they really use them for really, really personal arcs. And that's what I found really skillful about the show. That even like the Tulsa massacre, they use it for, like, really, really personal character moments about like dealing with personal trauma not just the trauma of that larger cultural stuff but like the yeah, the small personal thing you feel it more cuz our characters are so in it like yeah they're but then also like the way they're dealing with it isn't about like dealing with the thing happening it's dealing with the thing between the characters it's I, they do it really really well especially those couple episodes in particular were ones that I was like oh wow you use that as a story backdrop very very skillfully and that that kind of blew me away because those were two of my favorite episodes, actually. Yeah. I um, I like the way they did it with the house too. When one of our characters gets okay, the house. See, I don't want to do too much. But... That was the episode that tuned me out. Okay. I stopped watching after it that is, third episode. That one is 
Well, that's when things like kind of like shift really hard. That was they shift hard, and it felt like they were abandoning the story, and I was worried it was going to become a monster of the week show because they had me so. That first episode draws you so into like what like the plot is going to be. Yes, and then it feels like an well, episode. And they they wrap that up very quickly. That's the thing. Episode two, it felt like they wrapped it up, and then episode three, I'm like, oh, now we're just like, doing. Where like, do we go? We're just yeah. doing a ghost house now, and it felt like it didn't really fit into everything else. I, and that's in the book too, but I was just like. What is this? I'm like, are we just gonna do a, a like a ghost story, a monster of the week, just set in 50s Chicago? Right. Because I'm like, okay, I'm like, but that's not why I was coming to this show. I did wonder too if they're just gonna pull a bunch of Lovecraft, yeah, creatures into it. That's what I was wondering too. I'm like, oh, is this just gonna be like an anthology Which, of what if? Speaking of, yeah, the Lovecraft creatures are fucking amazing in this show too. Well, all of the effects look great. Yeah. I love the creatures. They were so cool. And the way they bring Lovecraft in. And I, I so I just actually finished the show today. So I, so I started watching it when it first came out. And I watched the first three. And then I kind of just fell off. And it's also, I wasn't watching, I kind of fell off everything I was watching at that point. But I, I remember this one being like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be what I wanted it to be. Because the first episode starts off, like the first episode, and I'm, this is the opening shot, so I'm not spoiling anything. It starts with with the main character Atticus in the Korean War fighting, and then suddenly there's spaceships, and then like the War of the Worlds, like tripods, and then Cthulhu, Cthulhu shows yeah. up, and <laughs> then he's it. split in half by Jackie Robinson, and I'm like, fuck yes, this is all bonkers, and I am goddamn in. And then I felt like the show lost that a little bit. That and that first ep- first episode I think is is fucking great. I think two and three are a little weak. Four was like the four and five-ish but it was like the second half of the season like hooked me so hard and i i just watched them all in a row then and i just like so it's like the last couple days i finished the season and because i was going to do it just to like so we could do this right but then, then i actually then got i actually got, got really because yeah. <laughs> i was like because i was like oh i'll just watch most of it even then we can talk about it. But i'm like no i now i just want to finish it because i'm really into the show now yeah and I do like the, even the disjointed episodes, which really go far, far out. Yeah, they're still really good, and they tell a really awesome story. I still like them, and I and that's why too. I do. I want this show to have a second season because that idea of like this large overarching story that has all of this, uh, you know, mythos of not just like cultural mythos, but also like specific like Lovecraft myth too. You know, he's a part of it. Kind of like his creatures, his lore, kind of set in that you know Artem and all like that's kind of Lovecraft stuff, you yeah. know. Um, doing this overall arc and then doing the the kind of mystery of the week because each week had its own like mystery they were doing. So there's one where they kind of almost do like a Goonies a little bit, you know. Yep. And, and it's like that I really liked, and I'm like I I think if this show had another season, they'd really be able to nail that balance. Because that was the only thing that really felt off about me was how to balance that of like yeah you our, to, our you story have to keep the overarching pl- story yeah yeah but then also to do the each like of making it super episodic where each episode kind of its own thing which is kind of great because you don't really get that a lot in modern TV HBO's never really done that they're always so you know over story you know uh, over arc kind of driven I was watching it and thinking I'm like this is the closest HBO's ever gotten to doing a Star Trek yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, like, yeah. In a good way. Or I'm just like, oh, it's like each episode has its own like and it's like, oh, there's somewhere we're like playing with more sci fi stuff. We're playing more fantasy stuff. We're playing with time. Like you know, there's 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 a lot of there's great a lot of elements in this show. A lot show, of great elements sure. that blend both sci fi, fantasy, horror. Um yeah, the performances are all great. 
the last few episodes I think are just fantastic. Like it was the, the last few episodes I was watching it and I was just like, oh yeah, this is a special television show. I think this yeah. is actually quite a good. Well, and then. You didn't even mention the magic aspect. There's a huge magic aspect. Well, it's all about magic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, I was kind of putting it under the blanket of fantasy, but okay. yes, but yeah, like magic, like specifically, is like a big part of it. Of like magic is real, and then what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and I, I kind of like too. They, as the season goes to each characters that you're that are kind of the secondary leads, then start kind of getting their own one shot episodes of their own kind of. Yeah, that's. I wanted to mention too that you actually care about all the characters. Yeah, like a lot. I was really impressed with the way they gave them all their own plot, and I was because I, I kind of was like, I don't know if this will work, and it did work, and then they all coalesced really nicely in the end. Uh, the episode, um, not to, I'm not I'm not gonna spoil this, but like the episode that's just all about in Korea. That I, I that's one of my favorite episodes. I think that might be my favorite of the season. Yeah, and again, it's it, it completely jumps off the timeline. Goes completely off the timeline. It goes introduces off, us to a new character and 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 introduces us to a Korean lore. It's no longer about the American Lovecraft. Yeah, that's then cool too. Is that I actually really loved it. It's like oh, there's like kind of all magic is almost intertwined a little bit. Um, it it is surprising how well all these disjointed stories you're so interested in and then they do eventually yeah they, they they come together really nicely i yeah i i don't know by the end of the show as much as in the beginning i fell off being like eh and people talk to me about it they're like did you watch the whole thing i'm like ah, i kind of fell off i wasn't really digging it in the middle part of the season i mean stick with it if you're feeling that way i i really by the end of it, i'm like oh this is actually some some really special television that i like that that blends all these elements that i like in TV and found a way to make a at times disjointed but mostly cohesive work of television. Yeah, it, it makes sense in the end, I guess. But not even just that, but like also blending like really good like inner character and like family drama with horror, with sci-fi, with I with I mean history and racial politics. At, like, like I mean, no, th- it's the amount of things they cram into the show. It's juggling a lot of plates, and it mostly keeps them up. Maybe drops a couple, but yeah. mostly keeps them up. Like this is a show. That's why I'm like, I think if this show would have gotten a second season, I think would have refined that even more. That balance of all those things, maybe. Right. And who knows? Maybe not. Maybe it would have sucked. Yeah. Maybe they would have fucking ruined it. Yeah, we don't <laughs> but know. I don't know. Yet again, who knows? We'll see. We're recording this on, <laughs> on July 14th. Just saying it again for posterity. Mark our words. Yeah. No, but I but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the show. There was moments that gave me chills. And again, I I I don't want to be the the two white guys sitting in a basement in Iowa talking about you know the black experience in America. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But like that part of it, the stories it covers from that lens are powerful, and not just in a like because it's about these hard issues. It's not about that. It's like also they find a way to make it really personal about making it just about like all of those get whittled down to really personal experiences and how you deal with your own not only your own trauma but your own wants and your own desires and I I just thought that was like really I mean just it, to put it bluntly and in a very boring way, very good writing. Yeah, no, they handled it all <laughs> like super just, well. They, they made it really well. Yeah. You know, because you you kind of you feel it. You know, you're just like fuck. Yeah, that even like once it gets whittled down, because like 
like we'll never fully be able to relate to some of the bigger issues in it. But once they really dissect it and get it down, um, then you kind of do be like, oh, I get where this character is coming from. Even if I don't get where this character is coming from, I really like the emotion they just it's done in a way that you can feel you feel. Yeah, it. yeah it's absolutely. like uh, yeah. So I don't my my hat it off, hat is off to the way they uh, they wrote those things because those were I'm just like wow, this doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like you have to just be like yes. Yes, because I'm a woke white person. You know what I mean? It doesn't. No. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, yes, of like, wow. Like, holy shit. You took this huge thing and whittled it down into this very, very relatable personal experience that, I don't know, that that I I think is just very skillfully done. Um, And then I will say, too, there's one episode that they, they use imagery from Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, my God. God. Yes. Okay. Um. But they use imagery from Uncle Tom's Cabin, and that may be some of the creepiest shit I have ever seen on television. I just got little tiny chills thinking about Horrifying. the imagery in that. It, it was so well done. It was just. It was terrifying. <laughs> Yes. It was so creepy. Like, I don't know. And then, the, and then the next episode, or the episode before that, is this big, kind of ridiculous sci-fi plot yeah that is all over the place just that's off the wall that one is just like but then but it, it was so good though but then I still how liked off it. the wall and over the place it is, like all of it's earned and i guess that's what what blows me away it's, that's so hard to do to have that many different genres that many different feelings that many different settings and for the whole show the show as a whole to feel like to one still make it cohesive yeah is, and feel it, like one good experience yeah I don't know. So, like, I again, I don't want to spoil the whole show, but damn, damn, Lovecraft Country, you you made some nice TV. <laughs> like, well, especially a show I didn't know was coming. I had seen a trailer, like I hadn't read about it. Yeah, I'd never really heard of the book. Um, and then, you know, I I knew of Lovecraft. I've attempted to read some Lovecraft. We're talking about H.P. Lovecraft, um, the writer. I imagine it's not easy to get through. He's, in my opinion, because his whole thing, like I, the Cthulhu mythos and all that stuff, I think is super interesting and really fun. And he was kind of like the first to create this, like almost like Marvel universe, but in his works of like what the Cthulhu mythos is and the ancient ones and all that stuff, I, I find that so interesting. Um, I find his work so absurdly boring. It, it's it kind of amazes me how scary people found it but it was like it was at a time when no one was really writing horror right you know? this is this is like the 30s i think when he started writing yeah. it maybe even earlier um his first like short stories he was published stuff like that and then he started writing books um man i've tried i wanted to get i'm like i'm going to get into some lovecraft shit fuck me i i was so <laughs> That's probably why this guy's like, I need to write. I was so a uh, separate novel. It was kind of that's why I actually because these kinda, characters are great, but well, and I, and the the because his works too are all about this mythos behind it, and so much of of the Cthulhu stuff is like madness and like inherent terror at, at all this this shit. It's like it's really interesting, but I just cannot as much. as I've tried a couple times, and I can't get into his stuff because I find it so fucking boring. But I love the the mythos around it. I think yes. like the whole. Cthulhu thing and the ancient ones, all that stuff, I think is really fun. That's why it's it's good someone took his his yes. uh, characters and made an yes. interesting novel. There's there was a comedy movie made, I mean, like 15 years ago now or something like that, called The Last Lovecraft, which was kind of it was an indie comedy, but it was and it was kind of funny the idea behind it, like this guy who's like a relative of Lovecraft and 
and he's like the one to like defeat the cult and the ancient ones like oh the stories are real and it's like written his for and it was kind of a dopey movie but it was fun and like I've played board games that are set in love. Like I like Lovecraft adjacent things. Yeah. Lovecraft himself. As long as you're not reading it, yeah. you're good to go. Well, and then what's interesting too is Lovecraft also was like a huge racist and <laughs> is a shithead. I mean, granted, it was the time I know, and everyone was, uh, but like he was a pretty outspoken piece of shit. And what I love of of twisting it into this lens too, and I rewatched, I just watched the beginning of the first episode again, mainly because I wanted to see Jackie Robinson cut Cthulhu in half again. <laughs> um, but in one of the first scenes, uh, Atticus and the him and that that one woman, they're they're on a bus like to to Chicago to yeah. the north, and then the bus breaks down and they end up walking to town because they don't want to get in the truck with the the crackers, which I don't blame them. Um, and as they're walking. Uh, he's talking about John Carter of Mars, that book. And he's like, oh, the guy goes, you know, he's a former Confederate general, and he goes to, you know, Mars, and then he becomes blah, blah, blah. And the lady just goes, Confederate. She's like, she's like, nah, he fought for slavery. You can't put an X in front of that, which is already a great line of dialogue. <laughs> and then you can't put an X in front of that. And he goes, and he says, he says, stories are like people. Loving them doesn't make them perfect, but it makes you see past the flaws. And to me, that's actually like the best summation of like dealing with art through a modern lens. You know what I mean? Yes. We're just like so. Oh, she you... a lot of the older stuff is yeah, and she's and then she says the flaws are still there. And he, I love. He goes, yeah, they are. But I love pulp novels, and he just says it. That <laughs> yeah. way. And I'm like, I like, I love the show saying that. I'm just like, oh yeah, a lot of things. If you look into, you'd be like, oh, these people suck. But I really, ah, but like I do that like this stuff. story. I do like. I know that doesn't make it go away. But I do like this story. <laughs> it's fun for me. You know, it's like, I don't know. I just thought as much as it was a very simplistic, like, stating of it, it was maybe one of the more nuanced, uh, uh, like, statements about, like, you know, separating the art from the artist. We've had that conversation a lot for, like, the last decade, you know, of, like, what can you tolerate and whatever. And it's like, I think it's just that limit of, like, love doesn't make it perfect. You do look past it a little bit. And sometimes, like, ah, that doesn't go away. But I do like that movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. I, I appreciated that. I thought that was a really uh, no. It just goes yeah. back to their clever writing. I mean, it's well. I think especially the show too. It's like it's Lovecraft Country, and it's this show about like black identity of America, and Lovecraft was like a racist asshole. Yes, <laughs> like and so like within that sentence, there like that little exchange of dialogue. They're just like, yeah, Lovecraft sucked. Uh, he created some stuff though that was fun, and so we're gonna play with it in our own way. And I'm like, you know, that right there kind of sums up the beauty of this show and what they were trying to do, kind of. Oh, absolutely. You know? No, it's, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Well, I think now we're almost done talking about the show before we're done with the beer. The plan was to finish the beer. Yeah. And have to abruptly cut off. But we just don't want to ruin the show. I think if this was a show we didn't worry about spoiling, we could- A little more in depth. Be fine. But like, I don't want to ruin the show. And again, I have a feeling it's not going to be a one and done. I do. I just have, I don't know, for how many Emmys they just got nominated for- yeah, no. Even if it's not like a full second season, I think they might do something in the world. Because it looked like, oh, because then today, Misha Green, the showrunner, the executive producer, she released uh, like her, like the front page of like her show Bible for season two. And it's like, it looked like it was already going to be kind of like a time jump, maybe. I, I could easily see not having the same cast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it looked like the main characters were going to be like the little girl and someone else and someone else. It's like, that's kind of where I saw it going. That's kind of what they set up, and I think that would be, if anything, they would time jump. Well, because the season two, they were working on it, or they were in development. 
And it's going to be called Lovecraft Country Supremacy, colon supremacy. And it's about, like, I think in the future or whatever was the plan. Yeah. And that's, I think, almost where you need to go with it. Yeah, you kind of need to I really up. love the cast, but I don't know where else they go from here. Yeah, because I would hate because uh, uh, I, I kind of mentioned this upstairs. We're like, I I wouldn't want this to go like a Stranger Things route, and that's not me. I like Stranger Things. I know a lot of people have kind of given up on it. I actually really like it, and I like they've kind of leaned into. They're just like, fuck it, we're a dopey '80s show, and I kind of like that. I, I it's comforting it. to me. <laughs> like, I imagine people our age are like, fuck yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I enjoy it. Like the last couple seasons, I've really enjoyed where they're just like, we're just gonna lean into the fun, and to me, it feels like, oh, it's I get to see these characters go on another adventure. Hooray! I don't know if that would work as well for this show because it's dealing with such heavier issues yeah. and and deeper, darker subject yeah, matter. Yeah, it'd be tough to see this a lighthearted show. It wouldn't really work. Yeah, to be like, pick up season two and it's like, oh, we got to do a Lovecraft country again. You know, <laughs> Like, ah, oh, beans, there's another, another mystery we got to unfold. It's like, I don't know, that almost doesn't translate as well. But like, if it's set in that world, kind of, you know. There's, yeah, a lot of room to play with. Yeah, I think so. I just finished mine. Well, we just finished our beer. So there we go. We, That's we done it. We done it because we won it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening to the very first one and done. We're gonna hopefully do more of these in the future, but we finished our beer, so we have to stop recording right now. Now. <laughs>